right, let's do it. We're doing it because it's recording. <laughs> oh, shit. Let's do it again. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to episode 75 of the Flames Fancast. I know it's been a while, but we're here. We're what? ready. Are you surprised? And there's three of us tonight. Jank, of course, and Rick, of course, and me, of course. Hey, guys. Hello. Welcome to our Diamond episode. Yes, our 75th Diamond episode. It is uh, Wednesday evening, March 30th. It is the day after the Avs game, and... I don't know, four or five days after the glorious, glorious, glorious Oilers game. Lots to talk about in Flames World, but let's start with the most recent uh, unfortunate defeat. 2-1 loss to the Avs at home. Avs were McKinnonless and Landis Cogless. How do we feel about this one, boys? I think Rick should go ahead. I'm going to put him on the spot here. Okay. Well, <laughs> thanks for having me back, fellas. Um, yeah, it's, it kind of, it hurt a bit, obviously. Like, coming off of that game that we're going to talk about later, the Edmonton game, we were feeling like 100 bucks, like a nice crisp suit. <laughs> and uh, they kind of, they stifled us. Um, it was a tight game. Both teams were playing tight. Uh, and they were op- opportunistic, and we lost. And it sucks when you lose. It does. And, like, I think... Uh... The solace that I could take out of that is that it, it wasn't like there was any dominant points between other teams. It was fairly even. Uh, it would have been nice to, I mean, we had our chances at the end there too. Um, but by and large, it is a bit discouraging with like two of their best players missing that we couldn't take advantage of that. Uh, but at the same time, like, I don't know. I think there was like a lot of focus defensively by both teams as well. So they're showing that respect to us, which means that, you know, they see us as a formidable foe. Yeah, I mean, the you know, we, we lost to them without two of their stars, but I can't remember how long it was ago. I think we won uh, on the road against them 3 nothing. I mean, we went toe-to-toe with them. I think we've, I'm not going to go there and say exercise those playoff ghosts, but for me, it was just a game where, the bounces didn't go our way and the opportunities just didn't go in. We were creating chances, not the greatest scoring chances, mm-hmm. but the goalie was just dialed in and we couldn't get a break and they got a lucky break. I know we look at their second goal and say, oh, that's an amazing pass, but it just it just gets through good Branson skate. He almost got there and just right to the guy's stick who's a lot of good things happened for them on that play and just a lot of good things didn't happen for us in that game. I'm not as discouraged from it as I'd usually be from a loss. Just because I look at our, our consistency and how we seem to perform, and, you know, it gives me confidence leading up to the playoff. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I'm kind of just looking a little bit further and probably stupidly, but, you know, everyone wants to talk about the Flames and the Abs being the two best teams in the West. And, you know, the Abs, you know, they haven't got out of the second round, so they have a lot to prove too. But, you know, if all roads do go through there and you look back at the three games, and they've all been in the last month where, you know, Calgary's got in the last two months, you know, the best record in the league. So they're definitely playing well. And I, I don't really have a problem with any of the games. You're right, we did win the one game in overtime. We got shut out, but we played okay. And that was at the end of that long road trip, I think. Yeah. Um, and then last night, but it's just, you know, are they a matchup? I mean, you know, both teams have to win two rounds, I think, before they play each other. Yeah. So there's a lot that has to come. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the fact that McKinnon and Laniscog weren't playing last night, I mean, we, we're all high, high-end athletes, too, and we've been in that situation <laughs> where <laughs> where you're playing a team and, like, you elite, know, some of their best players athletes. or better players are not there, and you... Yeah. You think it's going to be easy, even if you like, you know, tell, you know, in your scrums, you're like, you know, they're missing guys, but, you know, they're still going to be good. You still, you don't actually, I don't think, get yeah. yourself to where you need to be. And like, last night, um, you know, like you saw a lot of offsides from like Kachuk. And I think that just is one of these like telling things to show that you're not quite ready, which is fine. But, you know, looking out, can we beat that team? I think we can. Um, but we have to play our best hockey. We have to play inspired hockey. And obviously, if you get to the third round against them, you will probably be playing inspired hockey. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. And like, I really like that, that point you made where 
you, you speak it, you talk about it, you try to motivate yourself. But the reality is when those two best players are missing, that extra edge that you play with is not there. Even if no matter how much you say it, like, I totally agree with that. It's a good point. Um, the other thing is like, I kind of look at those games in general against Colorado. Like I thought yesterday's was basically destined for overtime. That just, it felt like one of those games until that pass went through. And you were mentioning before we started recording, it's like the pass looks amazing because it pulled off, but really the odds of those passes happening is like very low. Um, But in general, I do like that we're very competitive against the Avs because I, I could tell at least from my perspective, the Avs were always going to be that team that gives me that PTSD. I still remember the year That's that we played every team in the NHL. No, I know, but like <laughs> I'm talking about like when they wiped us off the map again in the playoffs that year. Like it was it was it still stings a bit, right? Cuz I feel like that was a lot of there was a lot of turning points to our franchise from that series. I mean, if we are though, if we're those pro athletes, we have a lot to prove too in that sense because we were the second best team in the NHL going into that series and we're out in 5. And I don't, I haven't forgotten that. I hope the team hasn't forgotten that. I hope Johnny hasn't forgotten that. And that's something that we can hopefully look forward to and use to motivate us. Uh, you know, another thing about this game is when they scored their second goal, we had a lot of chances in that final eight minutes. For sure we did. And I mean, we were, there were a number of face-offs when the goalie was pulled, and I think we won the vast majority of them. And we won those clean. It was straight back, and we had possession, and we created chances off that. Yep. Nothing I can be really angry about. Just didn't get, didn't get enough luck. I mean, I, I remember visibly that Anderson shot that just kind of went through a corridor right to Comfort, and he, he catches it, makes it look easy. But, you know, that, that play can turn out so many different ways on any Absolutely. different night. And it just back to your so point happened about that bounces, it was just right? the channel. Yeah, it yeah. just the, the bounces. But, you know, about the playoffs... I look forward to playing the Avs in the in the final if we get there. A lot of things need to happen, but you know, for us, if we make it there, that means a lot of things are going right. And if really, if the decor can play like it plays, if Johnny can play like they play, and Markstrom can play like he plays, we might be okay. If they can elevate their game in any way, you know, watch out because we could be really dangerous on that front. But I don't want to get ahead of myself because. I remember talking about the Flames in August so disparagingly, and Me too. I, I feel guilty. Me about too. This. Well, I do too. But you know what? I we're feel fans. guilty about a lot of yeah, things. Yeah, but you know what? We there was a rhyme and reason behind it, right? It's not like it's not like it was just made out of thin air. We saw stuff that we didn't like at the time, right? We saw things that were being built on the team. We're like, where, what? The, where the fuck is this headed, right? Yeah, but, it was that same core, but. I'm totally. I don't know. Maybe they saw something we didn't, or they just got really, really well, this lucky. Is, or this is why we're on my couch. Amazing. This is why we're on my couch, and they're in the front office handling fucking professional hockey teams. It's like I think, I think you owe everyone. <laughs> I'm sorry. A, no, like Kramer. Oh, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> you know, like talking about you know, potentially a third round playoff matchup is pretty dumb and naive and absurd. But I think it's pretty safe to talk about a first round matchup, whoever that's going to be against. And my point is, you, you talked about, you know, playoff hockey. Um, I'm really very, very, uh, you know, keenly interested in looking forward to how the Flames are going to play as far as like that physical presence that has basically, you know, I don't know. That, that, that's the thing that uh, the criticism of the Flames has been, you know, how our top guys cannot handle the physical presence. But, you know, we're a different team now. And maybe the fact that we have, you know, like three or four beasts on the team and other guys who you know are willing to throw their body around, that, you know, like it's just going to kind of ripple through the team. I'm not saying Johnny's going to be out there laying guys out, <laughs> but I think he's going to feed off the energy. Sutter said about him, he's our best checker, right? And I think it was the Alves game when he took the puck in our zone and he skated coast to coast all the way down and created a chance. When was the last time you saw Johnny do that? And I mean, the confidence in this guy is sky high right now. I, I remember the Oilers game just a couple of days ago. When was the last time you saw Johnny take a slap shot from near the blue line and actually feel confident about the outcome? Because that's how I felt in the Edmonton game. That's a valid point. And he's, yeah. 
I've seen something in him that I've never seen before. And maybe it's like, I'm going to get myself the world's greatest contract in UFA. But whatever it is, I like it. And right now, I just want to ride that and soak that in. And we need to embrace that and support that because he is looking like one of the best players in the league right now. And I haven't seen him do that. The way his feet were moving on that skate from our zone into the ab zone was untouchable. It was untouchable. The abs didn't know what to do. And, you know, that's what McKinnon did to us. And maybe now we have Johnny who's going to do that to them. But again, getting ahead of myself. But his play has just been amazing. Amazing. And I, I'm, we're, we're lost on your point there's, about there's, playoff hockey. A couple aspects of that, too, right? Because it's a little bit of what Rick is saying. It's a little bit of what you're saying, right? Like, I think he's got that confidence because he knows that if someone fucks with him, someone's going to get hurt. Like, I, I do think that that gives your star player that extra breathing room on the ice. Because he's like, yeah, you want to touch me? You're going to have to answer to, like, four Goliaths that are going to fucking pound you in. At the same time, yeah, maybe there's a little bit of the UFA thing, right? I, I think, too, but, he's playing with better players. Yeah. Chuck and Lindholm are better players better than line. Monaghan and whatever fucking asshole we put on that right wing <laughs> in years past, right? <laughs> Troy fucking Brower, man. <laughs> I can't believe it took us this long James to figure Neal. out we could play Kachuk <laughs> on the right wing and he'd be fine. James fucking Neal. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. But that, that helps too. And, you know, look, look what we've got. This is our chance. I don't think he even did that in his 99-point season where he was just flying like that. No. I haven't. I, I mean, I've seen a lot of great Johnny plays, but that Edmonton game and the way he's been playing, I just like that play in the Avs game, and it's stuck in my mind, and the slap shot yeah. stuck in my mind because I'm just looking at a player who is oozing confidence because usually he, he takes a slapper, and it's kind of like, oh, I pussyfooted that towards the net, and maybe someone will like, think it's a slap pass and tip it in and <laughs> that kind of stuff. But no, he, he lined up and laid into that one. Even the commentator was like, Johnny Goudreau slap shot. It was, you don't usually hear that, you know? <laughs> You know, it's probably like several things, or at least a few, but a big, big part is Sutter. Um, and, you know, it's going to be just a bit of a, how long can players tolerate his mental abuse? <laughs> probably physical, too, but I have no, <laughs> no proof. <laughs> no, physical's, you know, okay. It's the one that starts with an S that is not acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> this might be the first ever episode I edit. <laughs> I mean, I'm just talking old school. Like, <laughs> yeah, just, you know, belt on off. The farm, you know? On the farm motivation <laughs> discipline. Yeah, hands out, belt out, you know, good to go. Should we move to the Edmonton game here? Because uh, we're, we're Remember getting... those old, like, old meter sticks? No, like, no, no, out of wood? no, we're not. We're not. <laughs> school? No, we're not. Edmonton, 9-5, 9-5. What a game. Yeah, uh, I was there. Rick was there. Oh, nice. I didn't know Rick was there, actually. We found out the next day. (laughs) Yeah, nice. I was not there. Yeah. But I guess I'll start by saying, you know what I really liked about the first three minutes was that I didn't like that Edmonton scored, but I liked our response, and we matched their energy right away. And when we matched their energy, we came at them hard and we scored. Because, you know, Koskinen and Smith suck. But aside from that, we didn't let off. And, I, and it only took that two minutes for them to be like, okay, boys, we're playing a hockey game now. Um, we better step it up. They did. And they maintained that energy level for 58 minutes. And uh, I like that. I thought, wow, Edmonton's really come out of the gates and... The last performance here was extremely lackluster. We were all at that game. It was rather yeah, that was. Brilliant. I hadn't seen them play so poorly, and you know, part of I think part of it was because they were recovering from team illness and stuff like that. But they came out flying, and we responded, and I liked that. Never ever make excuses for that team. They they've had everything afforded to them. I I yeah. possible in the game of hockey. <laughs> they are burdens to society. Well, including the game, because they had three power play goals, I think. Three or two. I, I think most of their goals are power plays in that game, too. So it's like, and some of those penalties are bullshit. 
Yeah. Absolute bullshit. Because I would, I would see them like tug on Johnny's like arm. They like try to hold him back and shit. It's just like nobody's calling shit. And then I, I distinctly remember it was like, I think it, I can't, well, I distinctly remember now. I can't remember, but it was like there was, five or six nothing in penalties. Like before yeah, the Flames had it was their first insane. power play. The Oilers had five. Yeah. And like, I remember the one penalty on dry sidle or something like that. He barely even fucking touched him there. Like, I think it was Tanev or something, but I, anyway, like the point is that like they continued to get shit handed out to them and they were still fucking destroyed. Yeah. I mean, fuck face or what's his name? Dry sidle. Yeah. Um, like he was obviously, you know, he's a sniper and he was sniping. So they got some power play goals. Good for fucking them. Five exactly. on five. All those pieces of shit were invisible. Completely. So fuck them. Yeah. And their best, their best defender is fucking garbage, and he showed how Which bad. Which one is their best? I I'm, I'm calling. I'm talking about Nurse. Of you know course. they're going to pay Nurse next year nine point some million. Yeah, dude, that guy. <laughs> we talked uh, so, about it last week. Right? I know we, not this year. I think isn't no, it? No, it kicks in next year. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like, I was specifically watching him every time he was on the ice because we totally ripped on him the last episode, and I'm just sitting there going, like, this guy is no good at like anything. You know, the Oilers are probably going to, like, doctor his vaccine records and then, like, try to (laughs) null and void his contract like he's a Vander Kane. It's an eight-year contract. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Like. (laughs) I mean, every team's got a howler contract, man. But eight years. That's a howler. Yeah, that one's a lot to eat. Like, eight years is a lot. Because no one's going to take you, you, especially if you play poorly. Who the hell's going to take you at eight years at that price? You got me. I don't want to talk about the Oilers, but I do want to talk about the game they, and how much we destroyed them. It just, it was a progressive, the progressive crescendo for our success. We. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was really eloquent. <laughs> let me, feel like Goog- we should, let me Google that. Yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> let me leave the room. I feel like I'm not in the Calm class. Calm down, both this. of you. Okay, relax. <laughs> crescendo. The, the game we were doing. I can't remember how Pizza it went. Pizza called like, Crescendo. I, I do, like actually. It, it was like a frozen <laughs> yeah. Crescendo. Do you, know That's what what it, do you know what a Crescendo is, actually? You fucking yeah, morons? it's a fucking pizza. <laughs> no, it's not. Okay, in music, when you play music, you gradually get louder. That's a Crescendo. You need to learn something today. All right, read a fucking book. Okay, here we go. I got a book on the table there. <laughs> fucking telling me not to read books and shit. <sighs> I forget what my point... I liked how... Even though it seemed we couldn't play defense either, we just kept coming. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was a bit of an off game. And then for in the third, we poured sure. it on, and they had no response yeah. because they're a, a morally void team, which seemingly has no character and limited leadership. And, you know, they get excited about Dreisaitl and McDavid's success, but that's where the buck stops. Pretty much. And... When you have, uh, I mean, I look at them now and they're kind of riding Koskinen. Like the guy shipped five goals on 12, 13 shots to us. It's over. And if you're anything serious about playoffs, you go in in there and you get a goalie. Like Minnesota got Flurry for a second round pick. They don't care. They're poorly. I'm not going to go there, but I'm just happy the way we played, the way we responded is the biggest takeaway I take from that game and the confidence I saw from Johnny. I like. I like, you know, the dome was as buzzing as I've seen it. Like, it was, it was a crescendo. It was a crescendo. <laughs> there was pizza everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, and, you know, I guess I got to say part of it is because there's, what, 20% fuckface fans in there? Yeah. So it creates this energy. But I was, I was walking out of the dome at the end of the night, heading down First Street, and these two fuckface fans walk by. <laughs> And they're both wearing 94 Smith jerseys. I'm like, well, how are you both wearing that dumbass jersey? <laughs> you plan that shit? We, uh, it felt like a nightclub in there, though. Like, it was buzzing hard, for sure. Like, we, we were lower bowl. We got, like, kind of, like, in the corner on the attack end. And uh, it was bad. Like, so, girlfriends, an Oilers fan. I know. Oh, I, I don't. I'm apologizing on the air to your girlfriend for yeah. all the profanity I've used towards <laughs> her team. I'm sorry. The, 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 she listens to maybe one out of five. So 
is this the, this one? this one? That's the yeah, question. That, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we got a, we got a small chance. Last here. episode was just as good if you need Oilers talk. That's yeah, for sure. it was, but it was funny because, like, it, it got to a point where if you got to, like, if it was like a 3-3 game, third Wasn't period. Wasn't it a 3-3? No, oh, I'm, just saying, period, yeah. I'm just saying in general. If it was a way tighter game, I feel like even the Oilers fans around me, they were getting freaking aggressive at one point, right? Especially when Dreisaitl got his fucking hat trick. Everyone's hucking their hats on the ice. I'm like, you're going to regret this because this is not going the way you think it is, right? Like, you should be hucking your jerseys on the ice, not the fucking hats, right? And I'm just sitting there going like, you guys are fucking idiots. Like, this is totally short-sighted. And uh, But I remember the one guy was trying to huck his hat, and I'm like, you're an idiot. Like, there's a fucking mess right there. You can't see it. Like, and he kind of looked at me and I was like, okay, like, <laughs> this is an aggressive area. But then when it got to like seven, eight, nine, they were just looking at me and like, I was, every time we scored, I was like extra loud. Like when we were chanting, we want 10. I was just like doing it right in the guy's ear and shit. And then, uh, but he was taking it in stride. He was like, yeah, you know. So it's one of those ass kickings where they're just like, okay, okay. Well, like, Evander Kane, you know, he wants 10,000 credit too, right? <laughs> the line from the casino, he needs that. But other than that, I like, again, I like the response because you can respond in multiple ways to a visiting team player scoring a hat trick and multiple hats are on your home ice. Yeah, that the piss we me respond off. Well, we respond well to that. We looked at that and said, we're not going to let this get this down. And, you know, it would have been nice if one of our players got a hat trick. Then it would, uh, there would have been a lot oh, of that would have been hilarious on yeah. the ice That's a good that point. night for sure because it was late in the game. People have a lot of beer, and they're, boom, there's a lot of bald oil patch dudes in Calgary, and they got hats. So those would be on the ice for sure. But yeah, I just Lindy like had the two. response. Backlund had yeah. two, right? There's a couple Didn't guys. Didn't Kachuk? Uh, yeah, Kachuk yeah. had two also. So there was a lot of chances. Yeah. Johnny had five assists. Five like, assists. He had a hat trick of assists. Oh, I man. Mean, like some of those... Like that assist on the Shillington goal. I figure we should have just thrown the hats at Mike Smith at the end there for, you know, keeping it 9-5. Because that one game he played for us, he played well. We threw the hats on for him. And he's like, well, I didn't, I didn't keep it because I didn't know what was going on. We threw hats on the ice for Mike Smith? In the Colorado game. when The one game we, I think we lost or won, I can't remember, but it was the playoffs. There were a couple hats on for Smith because he played so well. Well, I'm guessing it was maybe game one. Yeah, we won I think it was game nothing, one. So yeah, it was game one. Yeah, that up. was it. Yeah. And there were some hats on the ice for Smith, for sure. I remember that. And he, he's like, oh, I didn't keep it. I should have. On Mike Smith. Did you guys notice that Kachuk was, like, yelling at Smith after? Oh, yeah. Fuck. Like, I. Uh, There's no love lost between those I, I two. Didn't, I didn't see it, actually, when we were there. I watched the game again when I got, like, the next day because it was so good that I decided to relive the moment. And, like, I specifically noticed Kachuk, like, every time yelling at him. And now it made sense to me why Smith punched him in the fucking head in the third period there, if you remember that. How is that not a penalty? Like, so... Guy's down on the ice and Smith is He literally fucking punched him in the head. And I'm just like, what the hell is going on? Kachuk got a double minor for that, if I remember correctly. Why did he get a double minor for that? Kachuk gets a double minor. Because it's fucking Edmonton. Just handing out shit again. Bullshit. You're losing 9-5. You're handing out fucking penalties too. What else do you... Just give him the fuck... skim 10 goals. Just, just cross it off the game sheet. Give him 8 goals so that <laughs> they lose 9-8 to us. Because <laughs> we'll score 9 even strength on those. Dude, I, <laughs> it was like one Not of those games... Not even a power play. Nope. I, I Don't was, need it. it. It was one of those games where I was like, if I was a player in that game and like we ended up scoring 10, I would have just told the interview post game like yeah you know the fans wanted 10 we got them 10 they wanted 15 we just ran out of time <laughs> like <laughs> like I, that would totally be my soundbite on that one like it, it was just one of those like if you'd there was you make highlight of the night that's for sure yeah i mean dude honestly if there was 10 more minutes in that game i don't doubt that it could have been in the teens because that's just how shit they are like i fucking take a dump on that team man that city is full of shit their team's full of shit. They're going to cling on to this guy until he's going to want to trade next year. He's going to want to want to trade at some point, probably next year, if they don't fucking do well. Whatever. I've already harped on this, but his okay. agent would be doing him a disservice if he says, we've got to leave. They can suck it. They suck. They're, 
There's, they suck so much. <laughs> They're awful. It's so enjoyable to take solace in someone else's failure. Schadenfreude. <laughs> Schadenfreude. They probably have vouchers like in their desks for first overall picks. Right? Should, we, should we use one? We should we probably like, use this fucking one. Fucking ten of them here. Oh wait, guys, Connor Bedard. Yeah, we got to use this one. <laughs> Watch them tank next year. Oh man, no, Connor, sit this one out, bro. Like, uh, just relax. Yeah, we'll just say you're injured. We'll let Leon get 100 points and we'll call it a day. And... Okay. Anything else? No, Think fuck good those there? guys. Yeah. yeah. Fuck them. Trade deadline. We made two acquisitions. Callie Yarncroke, Ryan Carpenter. One name is definitely easier to say than the other. We'll start with him. Just a depth guy for sure. So Callie, right? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you <laughs> walked into that one, didn't you, Tyler? <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> They're both deaf guys, I guess, in fairness. It's just a lesson because one you're is... being insensitive to names. Okay, That's we true. don't have to talk about that anymore. Want to talk about names? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Rick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not really. Does <laughs> this voice change? <laughs> I guess we can kind of tie this into the Carpenter, Monaghan two-game scratch. Well, we could tie it into, like... Future of Monaghan, but... I mean, if you grade a deadline day, considering the resources that we had, I think we did fairly well. Yeah, and I think you probably have to include Toffoli, even though it was, you know, mm. a couple of weeks before. I am. I'm including that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... The Flames... I mean, you know, five games in or whatever uh, Callie's played, he, he's busting his ass defensively, like... And, you know, I've heard him in interviews say that he's, like, a defense-first kind of forward. But I've also, like, you know, Googled his highlights and whatever, and he's a sniper, and he actually in the playoffs, yeah. he's, he's had, like, his name always kind of rung out, and it's because, like, he's had performances, you know? Otherwise, you probably wouldn't even really hear of a guy who, who scores, you know, 12 goals and gets 15 assists every year. But, Does he remind you of Stefan Yell? I would I would be more Nielsen than Yell on that one. A hybrid. I yeah. mean, it might, but the thing is, like, I, I Scandinavian thing. I agree with Rick. Like, I, he's got hands. Like, you can tell he's he's soft with the puck. Like, he's good with it. Um, but I, I like the defense. It it's totally this has Sutter written all over it. Like both acquisitions, actually all three. Of course, you got Toffoli who played on his prior team. Jan Kroc is just totally that. He's that profile, and so is, well. Carpenter, I'll be honest. I haven't really watched this guy just a depth before. Guy. Just, just another depth just guy. Depth. Yeah. Now, to me, a bit aggressive to scratch Monahan for him because they're completely different players. But I can see why he did it because it's like Monahan, you got your shit together. Because well, also I mean, you might be trying a different style. Could like be. You might be looking at those bottom lines and saying these guys are going to grind and. Look, Monaghan has been basically stapled to the fourth line, and you know he's never been a fourth line player in his life. Oh. Ryan Carpenter is a quintessential fourth liner. It makes sense, actually, to me. It's a good point uh, to play him because it's you know that grit that you need in a fourth line. It's a guy that's, that's, that's his natural position. Yeah. It's quote, a guy unquote. who knows he has to finish his checks, right? Yeah, it's a good point. Well, we got dead air. What happened there? <laughs> no, I, I kicked the microphone oh, by accident. Not, not by anger of what Rick is saying, but just purely from idiocy on my part. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, the acquisitions just build that competition at the bottom end, saying to these guys, performance is a necessity for you to stay in the team. And I don't mind that at all, especially considering that we're looking at this as our shot. So do, the question is then, do you guys think... Because this was brought up in, I, I can't remember which game it was, but I, I want to say it was the, uh, the San Jose game. But um, what's his face? Uh, Francis, Eric Francis was like, I hate the term, the Flames are going all in. But are they? Like, are they? I think I mean, we went all in, as much all in as we could. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, I think we are building the, the building blocks that we put together here is purely a, okay, we need the depth to make sure that we're going to last the test of time in the playoffs. I don't think you can go. I, I mean, I think, I think this team still looks at the offseason as saying, there's a chance we can re-sign Johnny, 
and we can we're gonna get these players back and you know our back end to me it looks like Valamaki has to be a shoe into this team on cheap money. Mm-hmm. Um you're gonna lose Gabranson, Zadorov, and who, who am I forgetting? Three of them are UFAs. Well, uh, Shillington's an RFA. Yeah, RFA, RFA, sorry. You're going to lose Gabranson and uh, Zadorov. Uh, Michael Stone, maybe, too. The other guy you lose out on. Uh, You'll but, buy him out and then bring him back. No, he's just one year. Seven, I know. Yeah, yeah. It was more of a joke. I, I get it, I get it, I get it. <laughs> Fuck. Off the beat, man. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought, I thought of it too late. I was like, well, it's only a contract. But mm-hmm. yes, I realized we bought him out and then signed him to the league minimum. Yeah, but just. Kept- Which were, you know what? What if we did that with Monaghan? Just watch. I hey, mean, Sean, a, we'll pay you. That's a pricier. And then we'll give you 700 thou. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to do that. You know, Jank, you actually mentioned this earlier, and it's probably valid. If you think about all the acquisitions that the Flames have made since Sutter became the coach, you've got to think that he, as part of signing on to be the coach, worked in some kind of, like, executive power on <laughs> trades or something. Because every fucking guy is a Sutter guy. Totally. So do you, do you think, like Jenk said, we went all in? or it, Well, I mean, you know, so, you know, his highness Eric Francis's <laughs> point was that, you know, we didn't go all in because we didn't give anything up, right? We gave but, things up. Well, not much, really. Like he, he was talking about picks, picks, a lot but, of picks, but he was talking about the prospects. Like none of the pro yeah. our top prospects went. Um, so that's his point. He's just trying to be clever, but are, are we, are we like going all in? I think like you guys say, we're trying to, you know, fit all the spots, right? Yes. Like, you know, you don't, you can look back every year to teams that load up and it just doesn't work out. And then you say, Oh, cause they, they thought that they could just like load up on like firepower and make it work or whatever. You know, who knows? There's every, any number of reasons why things don't work out for, you know, 15 of the 16 teams that make the yeah. playoffs or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, like, I think, yeah, we, we are trying to add those pieces and, you know, come playoff time, if everybody plays to their potential with the pieces that we have in place, that it, should hopefully work well enough to go all the way. So yeah. that is that like some kind of tie into going all in? Probably. I think I think it's in, in Sutter's mentality. This was these are the three positions we need to fix. Otherwise, we have a really good team. So let's fill these voids. So in his mind, it's an all in from that perspective, probably. Right? For for a media guy, an all in is like going for a Claude Drew, right? And to your point, those are so hit or miss. Like, does it work? I don't know. We can maybe look at the past to see how well that's worked. But to me, uh, this is a, I believe in this team. So we should be okay with giving up picks to get to Foley. We should be okay with giving up picks to get Yonkrook or whatever, right? Let's, let's mortgage the future a little bit. Not too much, but enough that we can get these guys, right? And I think Treloving is actually a very good negotiator in fairness to him. And having a direction from Sutter being like, get this guy for me, handle the negotiations, that's a pretty good relationship, I'd say. Yeah. I mean, we didn't, like I mentioned, we didn't give up our best prospects, right? The guys that we all want to see at one point, you know, pull on the Flames jersey. Agreed. So, you know, had we, if we did that, could we have maybe got Drew over here? You know, could we have sweetened the pot enough to make those big trades to get, maybe. We could have. Probably. Yeah, everyone's got a price, I feel right? like when our first round pick went, though, that was kind of our big splash. Yeah, but... It felt like Toffoli was our big splash. It was, but... And, you know, we gave quite a bit um, in that there was several picks and Pitlick, but... And that Emil <laughs> I know we're Heinemann all, guy I know we're all disappointed. <laughs> but... Um, what a piece of shit. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. I guess we, we did use... We did use our our best currency, which is that first round, but everyone knows the Flames' first round pick is going to be in the 20s, right? I don't yeah. know, like, oh, what the worst... It's going to be 32nd, man. Come on. Yeah, 32nd. Yeah. Exactly. But, uh, sorry, that's what I meant. It's going to be... Thank you. ...in the 20s at worst, or at best? At, at best, at best. Yeah. So, at best for those fucking clowns yeah. over there, Montreal. So, you know, that first round pick probably doesn't carry too much weight, but... 
I mean, I'm thankful that we didn't like guys like Coronado were not ever in the cards, even in rumors. Like we didn't really ever hear about him being like even talked about, which is good. Like I'm okay with giving him to pick because I look at our history <laughs> in picking players. It's not great. And so, and it's gotten better. Like I'm not going to take away credit yeah, from the, that. The but, later rounds have actually been pretty good, but yeah. look, we got guys that we need to graduate, right? Yeah. You, you know, you pick your, you have your next, first round pick next year, the guy that we're all excited about, but you know, he either has to pass, you know, five or six forwards or maybe a couple D or something like that. Like you, you, you need to graduate your guys. Otherwise you just like get them log jam down on the various levels exactly. below. So like, you know, like Pelche either needs to get a look or he needs to be traded for an asset, you know, like Coronado is, you know, there's uh you know, Zary potentially like these are all guys that we want to see or something. You just add another name to the list, trying to crack, you know, maybe one roster spot or, you know, Sutter essentially goes out and sounds like a Trevor Lewis who's been, you know, Trevor Lewis has been good. Right. Yeah. But this is yeah. like kind of the, the reality of the team. So why not trade that, that first, that, you know, at best 20 something pick. For something that could potentially help you win, and yep, no, I, I. What do you guys think of Toffoli so far? I I I asked you guys about the grade, but we got dis- distracted. So if you graded our window, our deadline day, <laughs> sorry, a little soccer talk there. You graded our our, our trans. Uh, fuck. You just said trade transfer. deadline day. Fuck. Trade deadline day. Is that what we call it in <laughs> hockey? Wow. Correct. How would wow. you grade our trade deadline day performance, including Toffoli? Toffoli, for me, has been fine. Done what he's supposed to do. I would grade Better it than how Pitlick. report cards are graded these days with a check mark. Okay. Jank? <laughs> Toffoli, I'd give, I'd, give like, I'd, base, I'd give an A for Toffoli. The whole um, thing. The collective. The collective. The collective? Trade deadline day. I, I mean, a I haven't seen enough carpenters, so it's going to bring down 0. the average. So give it, give it a B plus. Honor roll. B plus. Better than B my marks. List. However, better than my marks. To our previous podcast, With we distinction we, we didn't trade Johnny, <laughs> and yes. we didn't get Geo. How do we feel about that? Well, fucking fantastic, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I I never. Okay, fuck Ed. Like I never wanted him to get traded. I don't know how many times I got to fucking repeat that to you. I just said, if you know something, get the value out of him. We're I know it's not popular. I get it. Like, I don't want him to go. I saw him at co-op. I wanted to be like, dude, are you staying? But I didn't. I shit myself. Okay. I got starstruck. That doesn't happen to me often. Okay. Fuck you. We're definitely getting the E for this one. Yeah. The explicit. Yeah. God damn it, Tyler. Anyway. Yes, I'm really happy that Johnny didn't go, okay? Not that it was probably ever a realistic chance unless we were fucking shitting the bed in the standings. I'm okay. I'm good with Gio not coming. I love Gio, but I just don't want to fuck with the chemistry right now. I'm on a new thing right now. I'm a new man. New diet? Yeah. Johnny is going to sign here. Oh, man. I, my, my heart says please. My brain says no chance. And my gut also says no chance. But in my heart, I look at the way he's played this season and bring, brings a little water to my eyes. You know, I, the Johnny in the Flames uniform, I couldn't see him anywhere else. Yeah, but He's what, our guy. How do you pay him? Uh, you pay him, I don't know, you try and pay him nine. You try. No, there's no chance he signs for fucking nine, man. You, you try your best. Yeah, you try, That's, yeah. Listen, well, Trilliving okay. signed to 6.75. I could go ask out Jennifer Aniston. It's not going to fucking Trilliv- happen, man. She's so old. Trilliving so signed to... You, she go for you, man. You're, you're, oh, please. You're, you know... Who are we talking average? about? Jennifer Aniston? <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay, listen. In your heart of hearts, for, dude. You, there's no way nine million. Trilliving, dude, Trilliving is the last signed People magazine you got in like 1995 <laughs> or something. Yeah, my Jennifer Love Hewitt one. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, the all sex workout. Uh, fuck. <laughs> Tyler's gonna fuck a hosting the table. a podcast. Do you is still the worst. have that handy? <laughs> I might. Do the pages still turn or no? <laughs> no, they got ripped out by my dad. <laughs> True story, actually. <laughs> this really took a turn. 
What's you your ask? earliest childhood memory? <laughs> it's junior high. No, it was high school. Anyway. That'd be your earliest childhood memory. If you don't remember anything before oh, high school, dude, you need to go see a doctor dude, immediately. Dude, my, my dad was like Jim's dad from fucking American Pie, okay? Like, he was, like, very interested in my life at that point. Mostly because I was a failure. But, like, he really wanted to nurture me back. He tried. Okay, I... Oh, Jake, you're here. And he just, like, stand outside the room. <laughs> just... <laughs> Waiting for me to come out, you know? What were you going to ask? I don't remember. Um, we were talking about Johnny signing for nine, apparently, which is never going to happen. I'm, I'm, I'm in fantasy world. Like, maybe. Maybe nine. Maybe. The hometown There's discount. There's zero chance. signed him to six, 6.75. Yeah, but the, his agent fucked up. Well, does he still have the same agent? I don't know. I, I don't know, but you, you think that his agent will repeat that mistake. Wait. How does his agent fuck up? So you remember, like, they held out, they held out, they held out, and but he was RFA anyway, so there was nowhere he could go. And then, like, Trillian's like, are you going to sign or are you just not going to play? And it got to a point where I think the, the numbers just went down a bit because they waited till basically, I think it was, like, halfway through training camp. So, sorry, who was the idiot? Tree Living or the agent? No, the, the agents. Agent. No, Trillian fucking nailed That's it. That's a great contract. That contract we got on Johnny was amazing. That Lindholm contract? Lindholm contract, like, even Kachuk's, okay. Can you explain to your audience <laughs> what? what you're doing? <laughs> but Johnny's contract's amazing. Like, for, for what we're getting out of him, it's Listen, fantastic. If he signs here, great. But again, my brain and gut be like say 12. no. It's going to be like 11, man. Yes, no. I'm just worried, like... Tree Living played some serious hardball with Mange, so that number is going to be a little difficult, I think. That's a good point. There's, a, there's always another side. They're going to convince being... Mange that he still has a lot to prove, and another bridge deal is what they're going to do for him. And Shillington has a lot to prove, too. Shillington's not going to be a lot. No, I don't think Shillington is, but I don't, I don't know about Mange, right? You look at his, like, his just pr- productivity progression. Um, like, last, he's kind of been teens to high teens that like you know that that trend line is fairly evident i think at this point steep no he's i mean i guess it's going to depend on how he plays next season right i mean if you're going to give him that bridge it's it's on him and i welcome the difficult fuck you're killing it so well that we have to pay you X, right? Wait, Mange is an RFA also? Yeah. Okay. Well, that obviously it helps. Is, it helps. It helps. But it's just maybe. Because Mange's agent, he's one of those, like, dickwads, <laughs> I think, who likes to get, like... This episode's about calling out agents these days. <laughs> he likes his publicity. But anyways, he didn't he say, like, some shit earlier this year? So I don't know. Yeah. Hopefully it's not. But Yeah, sign for what? thing is going to be... He's going to have a hard summer. It, it's, it, I mean, do, do you agree that it's a bit of a good problem to have in a way? Well, it is. Have but uh, all these like, great players. Look, Kachuk needs to be, what, what is the shit? Like his last year of this deal was at nine, so he needs to be qualified at nine a year or something like that. I, I don't know exactly what Kachuk that means. Kachuk is a nine player. So, and obviously so is Johnny. And the number is, the, the question is, it's nine plus what? But nine. So you're going to hand out two $9 million contracts this year? I feel, a year. I feel like you'd have to. You do have to. I mean, we. Like, Kachuk has to stay otherwise. You're looking at one of the best teams in the league. I mean, and these guys are not really close to 30. I mean, fuck. They yeah, need I mean, to, fuck too. <laughs> they need to actually have a good playoff, right? I'm not going to talk about any kind of early exits, but if that were to happen, that's not going to help things. No. It's complicated. The offseason is complicated, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Did we want to touch on anything else about Monaghan two-game scratch? I mean, he's not a fourth-line center. I just kind of feel that way, right? Like, even when he came back yesterday, and, you know, he was, like, he was lighting up the face. He's not circle. a first or second line center either. Anymore, right? He's yeah. kind of like a lost. What's, 
<laughs> he's a man with no country. Yeah, pretty much. And I kind of, I saw, Carp- did Carpenter play in that Edmonton game? Um, I think he did, right? And I kind of liked what I saw from him too. So, I don't know. In that fourth line, right? And so where where can Monty go from here? I don't know. He could, is he better than the three guys ahead of him at center? Probably not. Uh, meaning he's not going to knock anybody down. Not right now. It, can he be converted to a, a a winger that like he's not scoring right? To, you know, like he's that's the goal scoring was the thing that made Monahan Monahan right. He's trying to reinvent himself as a fourth line center, and it's just the dots aren't really connecting. Yeah, I think I'm looking at it from the perspective of Sutter is the type of coach that likes his pieces on the chessboard certain ways. So maybe he's having that conversation and going like, I need you to target, you know, 60% face-offs, for example. Right. And to your point, he was winning a ton last game, right? Maybe it's like, okay, we need to build your face-offs first. Next thing we need you to build on is getting into this position or whatever more often. Maybe Sutter's saying you need to reinvent yourself to be a part of this. Right. And Monhan's probably if you're a professional athlete, it's, it's a very humbling conversation to have. You go from a guy that scored 30 goals, had 30 goal seasons, three or four of them, and now you're like, hey, you're kind of our fourth-line guy, and if that, you're not even a build for it. So, I mean, if you're trying to reinvent yourself as a fourth-line center, you have to be gritty as fuck, right? Yeah, and he's not. In like, especially on a, on a Sutter team, right? It's kind of like a conventional look. It's not like Sutter is sending out four scoring lines, right? Mm-hmm. He's, every line has a purpose, and certainly the fourth line, their purpose is to just grind them out down there, right? Cycle the puck. Keep, try to keep the puck down in that end. And even if you don't generate, like, any quality out of it, it has, that's what he's looking for. Is Monaghan the guy to be part of that cycle and keep that cycle going and, you know, win pucks with, like, sh- sheer hard work? He's trying, but... He's not built that way. Agreed. Yeah. I think we just got to ask him how he likes his chess pieces set up, and then we'll know. <laughs> I think, if anything, this is a prelude to Monaghan leaving. Yeah, I think he's done it's, after this it's season. It's going to be... Buy or trade, one way or the other. Yeah, it's over. Because... You want him, I, as a Flames fan, for, you know, last whatever, to land somewhere and do well. It just it seems like it's fucking broken here. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think he's broken because six surgeries or whatever in one off season. He's broken Definitely too, that. but he's Definitely not. Um, but he can be. I, I could see him on the second line for you know those the the, the teams that are just I like can see trying him on to the first break line in Arizona, man. Like, well, no I mean, problem. go. I you know you probably want him to go somewhere that is more conducive to his development, but yeah, he's done developing. No, you but like he, he he's lucky to stay in NHL at this point. I mean, he's just not putting up the numbers at all lost a lot of his effectiveness that he's yeah. been, ha- had in his career. Sean, if you can find that last spark, let it be <laughs> in the playoffs. Exactly, man. That's the one thing that could really like resurrect him. And, or and have may you increased... never topple your king. Chess. Chess pieces. Fuck. You took a May your far. rooks always stand tall. You took a joke. And may your knights always move briskly. It's like you explained the joke after you made the joke. Coyotes. And then he explained it again. San Ugly. Jose. Canucks game. You guys want to talk about anything about that? Anything? Canucks game you? was dominant. We dominated the Canucks game. We lost to the Sharks in kind of a horror game. Yeah. And we beat Arizona. Surprise, surprise. Routine game against Arizona. That was that. That's my takeaway from that. They came in. We did the job. We went home. You know, like one thing after games where the Flames don't play their best or whatever. And all of our, because, you know, as Flames fans for, you know, decades, you know, our, you know, our emotional state, our PTSD, you know, it transcends any of the (laughs) fucking players, right? Because we've been through it all. And we've been through the real, real hard times, you know? Yep. You know? I do know. You know? I know. So, do you know? Hey, don't but, be a dick. Yeah, exactly. 
I'm going to flip that I know that I table. say you know a lot, all right? There was just four times in a row, and I just lost it. Sorry, carry on. Have a beer. I will. And go to some sensitivity training. <laughs> yeah. How dare you? I need that. I actually teach that class because I'm a highly sensitive individual. <laughs> Fucking ruined the show. My Might point. Well just end it. Motherfucker. Is tomorrow, <laughs> Kings. I'm looking forward to that because whenever I'm feeling my lowest about this team, they fucking slap me. It's true. You know, I need the Kings, though, to... You guys know that better than anybody. I need the Kings to hold on because I really want them to finish second or third. Why? Because that's just not Vegas, then. You're worried about Vegas over... No, I don't really want to play Vegas in the first round, do you? No, that's not good. Well... Yeah, I guess that could happen if they're... I need deep. Nashville to do well, and I need Vegas to do slightly worse than Nashville to play Colorado. That's what I need. In my ideal world, that's how that works I hate out. this talk. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no, because but, yeah. that 2-3 spot, that p- Pacific matchup, is the fucking cushiest. And look who's going to get probably one of those spots. <laughs> fucking Edmonton and L.A. can have that. Edmonton and L.A. can have that, and then they can play us. And I love either team. Coming yeah, out but, of that. Okay, but we're playing like Vegas or Minnesota. No, or, no, no, no. We're playing Nashville. Not, not Minnesota. Na- yeah. Nashville is... Nashville has... Bring it, bring it, bring Nashville it. Nashville has Soros. Saros? Yeah, we have Markstrom. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, that cushy spot is reserved for those motherfuckers up north. Yeah. <laughs> it always is the case. Yeah. Because Nashville has that potential still, man. Like, don't count them out. They had a really bad first half of the season. Right? I don't think we played them this year. We're going to no. find out what yeah, we like, match dude, up. They're we not, played them once, maybe. I was at that game. And Sar- Saros? Yeah. Yeah, he's good. He's good he won man. them the game. He's yeah. good, man. And we, he made fucking good saves. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't discount those guys. No, I'm just saying. The cushy spot is not yeah, for the <laughs> best teams. It's for the fuckers. I agree. I would rather play L.A., but... We're not, we're not going to get that luxury. So. Or play the fucking Oilers, man. They're <laughs> shit. That too, yeah. Oh, man. It would be so epic to play those fucking losers in the playoffs. It would be epic. We play man. LA on Thursday. I think your point was that we're going to rebound with a win. I'm, I mean, I feel Or a better way. game. I, I, I know the players know this year when they don't bring it. And then they seem to bring it the next game. LA is playing as we speak right now against Edmonton. They're coming down to play us tomorrow. I'm confident it should be like the Arizona game. I think they come in, we do the routine thing, 4-2, we're out, we're good, that kind of thing. That's what I'm looking forward to. And, you know, other such frivolities. Hey, you just said you know. Flames. I know. I, I didn't want to make you feel bad. Yeah, you know? thank you for that's that. That's absolute horseshit. You didn't even know until he mentioned it. No, I it. say it a lot too. Yeah, exactly. it's definitely true. That's yeah. probably why you notice. I just heard it. Because you hate yourself. I do. I, I listen to the, some of the podcasts I'm driving. I'm like, oh, I hear myself saying, you know, and you, you know, and uh, oh, but you just, it just made me laugh. I wasn't laughing at you. You know I what? Was we indirectly we need, laughing at myself. We need to start an international, you know, day. Yeah, we do. Because I bet we don't, we're not the only ones afflicted. No, we're not. This. We're not. And we're definitely not the only ones with this. I don't even know what Disease, you call this. man. Yeah. Virus. I was going to say I had the virus, but we're not going to go there. <laughs> well, I had it too. Game's 3-3. Yeah. Kings and Oilers right now. So, good to see the Kings competing. Anything else about the life? Flames? I'm going to keep it to the Flames. You're not going to talk about life? It's not what the podcast is about. We can talk about, about life. We I can mean, talk about dating still advice. listening at this point, well God done. Yeah, you know, thank you. Honestly, this God is... God damn it. Uh, you know what I forgot to do? I forgot to thank the listeners at the beginning. I, you know, don't even do it. Because Fuck. you're like a broken fucking record. You know, like in the 80s sitcoms, they always had that catchphrase that everybody laughed at in the laugh Honestly, track. Honestly, if you're That's still listening. That's fucking you, except they're booing you. I have a lot of faults in my life, clearly, but this is the greatest. <laughs> and I am sorry, but. No, run the tape. Let's go. <laughs> Let's hear it. We're here, man. Just say it. Because someone you. is listening. Thank like, you. I will say it at the end when it's the actual end. I mean, we're pretty much at the end. Are we allowed to give props to. Canada's men's soccer team. Yeah, of course. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Fucking rights, man. World Cup. Look good, I don't man. know if we ever in our lifetime would have said, I think the Canadian men's team is going to make the World <laughs> Cup. Because I think, what was the last time they made it? Was it in the 86? 86? Yeah. 
I mean, you know, like that did happen. And I guess we've been saying it maybe for the last year, two years, yeah, but, but it's the golden to, generation. To be honest, when they got awarded the World Cup in uh, 2026, yeah, yeah, the next in. one after we're this in. one. Yeah, so, oh, no, no, I know, but, like, country. when I remember when we first got awarded that, like, I was being naive and being like, well, we'll make it because we wouldn't make it otherwise, but lo and behold, now we have three generational there, talents. There are international journalists saying Canada needs to have more games because they are excited by our team. Yeah. Our it, team it, is actually exciting people, and I, I don't think we play boring soccer at all you know the games we play are they've been exciting. they've been, they've been did, did entertaining we, uh, win tonight against panama i oh, don't I know so check. we qualified okay right? so what happens between now and the world cup in november do they play like international friendlies against teams that are yeah also- all teams play friendlies they'll before. have a few yeah world cup teams or not necessarily no it doesn't have be to anybody be. Man. okay we could be playing we lost to panama today we could we, be playing we lost yeah one nothing but i mean i think the guys are just like fuck it They've also, been on a, like we a also five couldn't day have played bender, our best man. guys too. Yeah, I'm looking at the lineup right now. Um, we had, oh yeah, we. I mean, it I was, mean, we they I played David, it, and I thought it was important for seeding, right? If we, it's important for our ranking, right? Which then, maybe. but the seeding would come from if we finish first. Do we finish first in the div? Uh, I think we did. That should be determined tonight, right? Yeah, this is no, last it's game. over. Yeah, it's over now. Yeah, we're. Uh, well, we're tied for first, and I think Mexico's done too. What's so, our goal difference? Uh, seven, and Mexico's is eight. Oh so, no! But we finished first because I think they do the tie break based on head-to-head first. Who's so, first in the we're table? First, yeah, should be then. We're first, so I think we're good. Our our goal dif- Those are goals against. Is oh, seven, sorry. Eight, not Oops. goal difference. Oh yeah, we're sixteen. Okay, we're good. Fuck, Fuck you, Tom. You remember when I said, "Can you read?" I, I reiterate Remember that when comment. I, okay, you know what? <laughs> Get out of my house. It's my house. I can speak like a fucking idiot. I know you've done well when the comment resolves to get out. You gotta, you gotta go. Fuck you. But yes. The, the team looks good. Props to those guys. I'll be excited for November. That'll be a crazy sporting month, November. That's for sure. And Alfonso's but. training now with Bayern post his issue. Uh, I think he should be playing soon. So he should be ready by then. Um, Listen, if David. Christian Eriksen can come back, Alfonso Davies will be back. Yeah, the, uh, absolutely. Davies is, was very minor. Yeah, like, and it's he's not, young, and they're being extra cautious because uh, there's a lot of there's a lot. Bundesliga is wrapped up, and they it's don't amazing how many heart issues that. come out of soccer players. So uh, he'll be fine. But um, amazing how many heart issues come from Johnny Goudreau. You know, feel it in the heart. That's called love. I think we're done. You're going to cry? I I might. I might. Yeah. The season hasn't even ended yet. Who's your second favorite flame (laughs) on this year's team? Clark Wilm. Who said Johnny was my favorite? Oh. Me and Lindholm is probably. The bulge in your pants? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he probably is. Lindholm. I like Lindholm a lot. Yeah, fuck Lindholm. Lindholm's great. There's so many many players. I like Tanev. Yeah. I like Markstrom. Markstrom's been getting a bit of a Markstrom's temper lately. Markstrom's my favorite, man. Yeah. He's my favorite. I kind of like them all. There's not one I don't really like. Their character this season has really improved. You know, whatever Sutter's done to Kachuk, I like. He's less of a dick, but still a dick. And a dick at the right times, which is perfect. He's a tempered dick. And he's getting points, and he's getting goals. And he pulled a, uh, like a, like a small-scale anger dick. <laughs> Small scale England yesterday, where he was swinging at two guys at once. <laughs> I appreciate that shit, man. I love that. Uh. I think the unity in this team. We'll talk about that next show. We you can observe from now until we record the next one. But take a look at the unity among the guys. And I know my main benchmark point was the Gatorade after the goal for the Lindholm Monahan Goudreau. They would do that. When they stopped doing that, it always felt like something was wrong. But this team, it seems like something is clicking with these guys and the pieces are coming together. And I think that intangible component of our team might be the little bit extra that you need to encourage and develop that success, which we could have this year. But you know, I don't want to get ahead of myself. Symbolically, now the whole team is taking a, a sip from that Gatorade. But we should try to make like it. That. We should try to make it literal. 
like literally flames if you're out there listening <laughs> all take little chug pass sip sip pass to the next guy <laughs> of the Gatorade then we will be complete is it a metaphorical Gatorade or is it an actual Gatorade that's that's huh? it i think i think that's it i feel like we need to ah, okay that's all folks all right Listen, if you're still listening at this point, oh my gosh, thank you so much. <laughs> I should have said at the beginning in our, in our diamond episode, but I can't express enough how much we appreciate you tuning into us and sticking with us and interacting with us and how much that actually enriches our Flames experience. Uh, you don't know how much we appreciate that and we couldn't do it without you. So thank you so much. And Don't worry, we can splice that to the beginning. That, that no, will be the, that no, will be the don't lead promise, off. Don't we, promise we things that I can't do, I Rick. will. I will get it one day between episode 75 and 100. It'll be like episode 83. Like, you know what? I was thinking about you guys, and thank you. Now we can talk flames. But thank you first, and that day will come. But It won't be episode 83 because fuck Alice Hemsky. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, thank you, Rick. Thank you, Jenk. Your contributions, always superb, intuitive. And in depth, uh, it's been a pleasure. We play the Kings tomorrow night, and then I have no idea after that, but it's gonna be fun. Thank you so much for listening. See you next time. Bye bye. Diamonds are forever sparkling round my little finger. Unlike men, the diamonds. Leave.